What's up, Active Lifers? Welcome back to the Active Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch. I'm your host. And today we're going to recap the podcast that I did last week with Sarah Weikart, the lead for all marketing at Active Life. And before you push pause and go back and listen to last week's, if you didn't listen to it already, that's okay. If you're new to these recap episodes, what I like to do is talk about one or two points that came up in the previous podcast and then expand on them in ways that uh, we're unable to do on the show because we have more things that we want to get to and not all of the time in the world to do it. So you're going to get everything you need out of this show. And then you can go back and listen to that one later on if you haven't already. So when Sarah came to Active Life, the reason why she was the perfect fit to lead our marketing department is not only because she was a client before she was a one-on-one client of ours. It was because of the way that she wanted to help us grow. And the reason why this is so important to you is because if you're listening to this right now and you're a gym owner, you're a coach, you're obviously thinking about growing your business. You don't need to tell me that you'd like to grow your business for me to know to grow your business. And it's easy for you to look on Facebook, to look on Instagram, to be on Google, to talk to your friends, all of these things, and hear about all of these companies who are promising you more clients, more clients, more clients, more clients, and be enticed by it. It's also easy for any company like Active Life to grow by promising you that you're going to get more clients. When Sarah came on board, she was in line with my beliefs were important to me because at the end of the day, I need to be inspired to come to work that we should not make that promise to people that active lives promise to members, new gym owners, new coaches coming in should not be that we're going to help you acquire more clients because what she understood that I've always felt and could not articulate as well as she did was that, The gym owner and the coach who we work with don't actually want more clients. They really, truly want the right clients, paying them the right price for services that the gym owner and the coach are excited to deliver. A lot of the gym owners who we work with and the coaches who we work with will come to us and say, I'm just tired of running the same group fitness model that I've been running for the last five years, helping kids and their parents improve their snatch when they don't need to snatch. It just feels like we're doing things because we've always done them. And I really want to truly help people in a more meaningful way. But I don't know how to do that. And I don't know what that should cost people. And I I need help with all of that. That's the gym owner. That's the coach who we want to work with. They understand the value of the group class. They understand the value of one-on-one. And they understand that they should be complementary, not one or the other. In fact, it's one for the other. So what I want to share with you today are some of the things that Sarah has already brought 
to active life that would be valuable for you to think about as you work to get the right clients for the right services at the right price in your business. And I'm going to use our RX side of the house at active life as a model to explain to you what I'm describing here, because if you know anything about active life, we have two sides of our business. One side is active life professional, where we teach coaches how to transition into active life professionals, building careers by bridging the gap between fitness and healthcare, helping the people who right now feel like they need to work around it. Like they're too old for it. Like they can't lift heavy anymore. Like they got to find new hobbies. Like they're just not who they used to be anymore. All of those things. That's what we teach coaches how to solve in a really thorough, really meaningful way. We also teach gym owners on that side of the business how to run a business that attracts the kind of client who that coach loves to service and who can responsibly employ that coach who's transitioned to become a professional. On the other side of the house and the RX side of the house, we help the same kind of people that we believe you listening to this right now love to try to help, which is the person who wants to get once again physical freedom, and reinstill a sense of confidence in themselves, their ability to do the things that they love to do. And when Sarah came on board, I was really trying to expand who we were talking to because I felt like it was time. It was time for us to talk to more than just the person who wants to get out of pain without going to the doctor or giving up their active lifestyle. Because we had done that for the last five years, very successfully, over 10,000 people. And I had seen what we were able to do for people who needed to lose 150 pounds, 100 pounds, finally start living an active life for the first time in their life because they've been sedentary the whole time. Help people who identified when the COVID pandemic began that they actually did have some agency and their own ability to live their lives. And if they didn't start living healthier, then they were putting themselves at risk. They were coming to us. They are coming to us. And I was so inspired by the way that we were able to help those other audiences who are not the get out of pain without going to the doctor or missing the gym that I was working to expand our messaging to include all of them. When Sarah came on, one of the most important things that she taught me was that that was a mistake. And I see so many of you, gym owners and coaches, making the same one. And I can't blame you for it. So I want to explain to you what Sarah taught me and what it means for you so that you can understand the value of what your messaging starts to look like. Sarah came to Active Life as a one-on-one -on -one client. She had injured her back and she was finding it that she could no longer do the things that she previously enjoyed doing. She's still in her 20s and the last thing that she wanted to do was believe that this was the new story that she was going to have to tell herself for the rest of her life. She loves competing in things like the tactical games. She's a CrossFit enthusiast. She likes being outdoors and she's very active. To not be able to do those things is a non-negotiable. That's what made Sarah sign up to be an active life one-on-one -on -one client. And a year later, she was back to many of the things that she wanted to do, but not all of them. And now almost two years later, 
she's back to even more of the things that she used to be able to do. And she's getting closer to doing all of them. And she understands that she's in a long game situation here. She was a very, very, very edge of who we are capable of helping when she came as a client. Now, that experience for her allowed Sarah to say, I came to you because I understood very clearly that you helped me. There are so many more people like me who active life has not helped yet. And so it's not the appropriate time to diversify who we're speaking to. And what she explained very clearly was all you need to do is pay attention. And you will see that we don't need to talk to other audiences to attract them. They are already attracted to the credibility, the authority, and the simplicity of the way that we help people to reclaim their active lives. And they see an opportunity for them to step into that same service, even though you never spoke to them in your marketing before. And so she devised a plan that really stretches for the next year to 18 months and then we'll revisit. And she talks about how she did this on the podcast. And I think it's really, really, really important for you to take this to heart if you're a business owner who wants to grow through marketing and service. What she described was that we need to go in and interview Everybody on our team at Active Life to understand what did they sacrifice to be on this team? Why are they inspired to work in this company? What do they love about the way that they work with their clients? What do they wish could be different? And when we truly understand everybody on our team, we can start to tell the story of who we are better to our clients, our prospects. And they will be attracted to our story, just like people are attracted to the story around how the food ended up on the plate more than the food on the plate at the restaurant. If you know that the tomatoes were sourced at a local farm, the cheese was sourced at a local dairy farm where the cows are humanely raised, they roam through the field most of the day. The meat on the plate came from, you follow what I'm describing. You hear the story. You know the person who picked the, who picked the tomatoes, who made the cheese, who butchered the meat. And you're like, this, I know the whole story of this food. I want to go there and eat. Even if you have no idea how it tastes, you just assume it's going to taste good and you believe the nutrition from it is going to be great. We needed to do a better job of that with our company and we still do. I imagine you need to do a better job of that with your company. Whether you're a one-person show or a whole gym full of people, do people truly know your story? How much of your story do they know? Start there. The next thing that Sarah described to be doing was interviewing our clients more often. What do our clients love about the way that we help them? What do our clients wish we could do differently for them? What are the stories that our clients can share with us about the way that they've helped their clients? And so by the time this release, we will have just finished our first ever site visit to a client location, David Rubin, the one you listened to on the podcast a few weeks ago, where we got the story on camera, where we saw the story play itself out in real life. 
And you have the opportunity to do this with your clients too. You have the opportunity to interview your clients, to go to wherever they spend their time outside of the gym, to speak to their significant others about how their lives have changed through the gym, to talk to their coworkers about what they've seen different in your member. Make the story more than just about this person hit a PR today. Yay. The person who's looking at your social media content doesn't prioritize a PR right now. The person who hit the PR, who you're celebrating, is excited by it, but not because they hit a PR that they were hoping for when they joined the gym. They decided hitting PRs was important for them after they became a part of your gym culture. You need to be speaking on your media about what it is that they believe is important now, before they join your gym. Because remember, that's what your media is for. People who have not joined yet. So one of the things that you're going to start seeing from us that Sarah is driving is we need to share less about the workouts, less about the pain, and more about the rewarding reclamation of lifestyle that we afford our RX one-on-one clients. We should go to the ski slope with them. We should have them playing with their kids at the playground. We should go on the hike with them. We need to share the stories of success through the stories of success, not the words of the stories. We need to share the stories. We need to show the stories. You have the same opportunity. You have the same opportunity. Share the stories of your clients really meaningfully. And you don't need high production value to do it. One of the things that we are doing at Active Life right now, as I record this, that you can see is an internal content contest. Sarah asked everybody on our team to share photos of them living their active lives. Whatever it is, playing with your kids, skiing, sledding, going for a run, being at the beach, playing softball, it doesn't matter. Golf, Muay Thai, it doesn't matter what you do. Share pictures of you doing it. And each picture that you submit that matches the photo criteria, and she shared the photo criteria, which is like, where's the light source? Where should you be in the shot? All of these kinds of things. And they're simple. You don't need a fancy camera. They're all iPhone or uh, Android potatoes. You don't need a fancy camera for this. That's the point. If your photos fit the criteria, you get a point. Then we're going to choose the best photos. Those are worth different amounts of points. And the winner of our team contest is going to get a prize. Multiple prizes for multiple winners. And in turn, we are going to have the start of something that we can run with our own clients or with our own prospects on Active Life RX Instagram and Active Life Professional Instagram, where they can start to share their own stuff and tag us in it. And we can start to become the company who is associated with people doing active things because that's what people want. They don't want the workouts that get them to do the active things. They do the workouts because they understand that they need to in order to achieve the active things. We got to talk about the things they want. Sarah did a masterful job of bringing that in. And 
recently, one of the things that I've been doing is talking to all of our team members one-on-one. We have about 30 people who work at Active Life. And as much as I would like to speak to all of them, I probably speak to them I don't know. I don't want to make up a percentage, but far less likely than I would like to. And I started making it a priority to have one-on-one meetings with everybody. And what has been reported back to me from what is Sarah is able to do for the company and for the team members is for the first time ever, I understand what my role in helping us share this vision is for the first time ever. I understand clearly what our vision is as a company. And for the first time ever, because I understand it, I'm excited to be a part of sharing it. They've always been excited about pursuing the mission. But what has always been pulling teeth is, hey, could you create some content and send it our way that we can share? Sure. What content though? How? What's the point? Isn't that more than we're asking of their job? And no one ever complained about it. They always did it when we asked for it. But they did it because we asked for it not because they were inspired to do it or that they were excited to do it. And one of the things that Sarah brought to Active Life that is irreplaceable that I would recommend you do in your own business is what I just described. Share your own story of you and the people in your business if you have multiple, doing the things that the people who would want to work with you want to do. Transform your social media from photographs inside of the gym to things outside of the gym. And use the caption to describe how doing things inside of the gym achieved that photo. But share the dream, not the process. We've talked about put people on the beach, not in the airport before. And what that means is when you're advertising a vacation, you don't advertise security lines, pat-downs, wearing a mask in a, in a metal tube at 30,000 feet, dealing with the person sitting next to you, putting their elbow on your armrest too far over. None of that stuff. You just show them on the beach. Start thinking about how you can show your prospects on the beach. And finally, one of the things that I think uh, Sarah talked about and that she did and is doing, as I speak about this, I know I'm talking about things that right now we're executing on behind the scenes that you're going to see in front of the scenes in the coming weeks and months. And I'm really excited about it. But one of the things that Sarah talked about was really improving our marketing by improving our customer experience. How can we make our customer experience so good that it's easier to talk about? And something that she didn't discuss with me, but that it prompted me to think about. I recently talked about with one of our uh, ProPath gym owner clients. So this is a gym owner who owns a gym that in November, by the way, a gym that's under 3,000 square feet. And in the month of November, I'm recording this in December, so I don't have December stats, and I think this will come out in January. He sold 672 personal training sessions. Let me repeat that. In November, this small gym, 3,000 square feet, the coaches inside of it, eight of them, all full-time, sold 672 personal training sessions combined. And those are priced accordingly. Make no mistake about it. 
And the trainers are paid accordingly. Make no mistake about that either. He's opening a second location. And in the second location, he is planning to make it more premium because it's at a more premium location. And we were talking about the things that need to be true so that he could market a premium service. And in the beginning, it was a lot of talk about the things that he would add. He would add this. He would add that. He would add this. He would add that. And what I urged him to do, that, that Sarah helped me understand, whether she realizes it or not. So Sarah, if you're listening to this, good job. Premium is not the things that you add. It's the friction that you remove. So, for example, in his gym, the new location, parking is going to be a mess. That's friction. How do you remove that? Valet. Now you might be thinking, valet, parking at a gym? Let me get to that. The answer is yes. I'll get to your concerns about how the hell do you afford valet parking at the gym. Second, all of the clients who are going to come there, they, they don't, they, it's the only thing in their life that they schedule. And scheduling for them is a hectic. It's a hassle. It's annoying. They don't want to schedule this. They miss sessions and then they got to try to renew a session with the, the same coach and their schedules don't line up. They don't have time to go back and forth. Why are we scheduling with the client? Who does all of their scheduling in their life? They're, they have an assistant. Well, then why don't we schedule with the assistant? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And why does it need to be one trainer who works with that client every single time that that client comes in? It should be one program. And in meetings, these coaches should all, these professionals really should be talking about all of the clients so that everybody understands who the clients are and what they need. And the client should be able to work with any of the coaches on the staff, any of the professionals on the staff. And how do we make sure that they have an appointment with the right one on the right day? They can have to call five different coaches. No, let's put a scheduling concierge in there. Let's put a lifestyle concierge in that gym. And now they're going to handle all of that scheduling. They're going to talk to all of the assistants and make sure that all of the schedules line up. The list went on and on and on. And some of the things we'll be able to do and some of the things that we won't. All the way down to, and we will be able to do this one, why not give people uniforms? Why not allow people who come to this gym to wear a uniform when they show up and do the laundry on site so they can take a shower there in nice showers. When they're done, take off the uniform that they just wore that's theirs. They're not sharing with somebody else. Put it in the laundry for them and have it in their locker when they come back next time they work out. Why not? Now they don't have to bring a gym bag. They can just show up. Go into the locker room, grab their uniform, put it on, work out, go into the shower, drop their uniform into the laundry, come back tomorrow, their uniform is right there in the locker, clean. Think about it. That's premium, isn't it? Now, what you're thinking is, how, how would we afford to do all of those things? I run a CrossFit gym. I run a... A boutique fitness studio. I don't have a laundry machine. It's one big room. How, how am I going to do all of these things? And those are reasonable questions. You're not. 
You're not going to do all of those things. But I just got off of the phone with another gym owner and put the same challenge to him. Actually, this, this is the manager of a gym, but same idea. Same challenge put to him. Where are the friction points in your gym? What equipment don't you use, but that just sits there and collects cobwebs in a corner? What equipment do you have that screams, we're a CrossFit gym, even though you're not a CrossFit gym anymore? If you offloaded that equipment, how much money would you be able to make and what equipment would you replace it with, if any, that makes your experience different and clearly, clearly something that is no longer what you used to be? How well can your members tell the story of your gym? Do they have friction in the conversations that they have with their friends? Can we give them very simple things that they can say to describe what they're getting from you? This list goes on and on and on. And if you want to have a discussion about this list and how you can do this in your gym, I'm happy to do it with you. Write in my personal Instagram DM. DM me at Dr. Sean Pestuch on Instagram, say, I have no idea how to start that friction list and I would love some help. And I will do it with you for free, client or not. At Dr. Sean Pestuch on Instagram. I want help building a friction list. Drop in there. I will have that discussion with you. The way that the previous gym owner, the one who is going to open the premium gym, the way that he is going to do that, how is he going to afford that? He's going to figure out what all of that's going to cost him first. And then he's going to build it into the fee. And here's another thing about that. His trainers, he wants the coaches in that gym to make top 10% earner income. So what that would mean if you were in New York, for example, is he wants his coaches making $100,000 a year if he was in New York, California. $100,000 a year. That's going to be the top 10% of people who live in those areas. That's what he wants to be able to pay those coaches. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, how does his client, like how, how is he going to explain to his client why his coaches are so much more expensive than the gyms that are local to him? And the answer is simple. When you understand your client because you've interviewed them enough, when you understand the team that you employ because you've interviewed them enough, what becomes very clear is that the client who he wants wants to work with the kind of person who would value making that kind of an income and telling them that the way that we pay the staff in this gym is such that they would be an executive level position in your business because we want the kind of person in this business who you would hire in yours to do a job that you found was very important. That's an attractant, not a deterrent, because it's who they want to work with, because it's what inspires them. This is the way that we think at Active Life. Sarah is helping us better message it, articulate it, visualize it, and share it. I encourage you to do the same for yourself. Do the same for yourself. And of course, if you want help, we're here for you. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Let's have an awesome 2022. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Active Life Podcast. Remember, if you feel inspired by our vision, 
to humanize the healthcare industry, professionalize the fitness industry, and empower individuals to live their lives, to reclaim their physical freedom, to develop careers, helping people reclaim their physical freedom. All you need to do is head to activelifeprofessional.com, find the appropriate link that represents you, and get in contact. We'll see you there. Turn pro.